Welcome to Aardvark Avarice. I am your host, Leonard Nimoy. Fascinating. This podcast is brought to you by Going Postal Shipping and Receiving. Are you frustrated by high prices for shipping? Are you enraged by lack of service? Do you just want to go off on delayed deliveries? Try Going Postal, your friendly neighborhood shipping center. Let me state right here. This is not a conspiracy. A desperate disease requires a dangerous remedy. I am a nerd. I make no excuses. This is the way. Dr. Seuss is often credited with the first use of the word nerd in If I Ran a Zoo in 1950. And then, just to show them... I'll sail to Catrou and bring back an itcotch, a preep, and a prue, a nurkle, a nerd, and a seersucker, too. I have no idea if that voice was anything like Dr. Seuss, but I will assume I nailed it. I'm also not sure what an itcotch, preep, prue, nurkle, or seersucker is, but I'm probably those two. The motivated polymath takes several days to disassemble a Cray XK7, and then a lifetime to create Skynet. This is the way of the nerd. The nerd revels in the vast power, abilities, and possibilities of the Cray XK7 supercomputer. The nerd longs to make fiction into reality, because despite the inevitable end of the world, AI as sophisticated as Skynet is still very cool. The nerd uses words like polymath because genius and intellectual are too antiquated, and nerds are pretentious like that. FYI, I can also be a geek. If you don't know the difference between geek and nerd, then you are probably neither. If you are curious about the makings of a nerd, check out WikiHow's How to Be a Nerd which I found to be a pretty accurate WikiHow article for once. If you are curious, but are afraid to go to the website on the off chance you will turn into a nerd, too late. Your curiosity got the better of you. You are already on your way. A steady diet of medium-rare steak, football, off-road truck driving, swearing at referees, and chewing tobacco will not save you. Might as well rev up your Alienware and run with it. The biggest thing to remember is that nerds do. They are not the backyard astronomer mooning over celestial bodies. That would be a space geek, like Gene Roddenberry, wrestler John Cena, who does a darn good Yoda impression, and Daniel Craig, who, by the way, may not be my favorite Bond, but is my favorite space geek. Not only did he play a stormtrooper in The Force Awakens, the only movie of the sequel trilogy I can stomach, but is an avid Trekkie and is a fan of Doctor Who and Firefly. You had me at Firefly, you buff, rugged brown coat. If my birthday wishes for the last decade are met and Firefly is rebooted, and Nathan Fillion for whatever reason, is unavailable to reprise his role as the enviable Malcolm Reynolds, I would settle for Daniel Craig. 
Not as a recast of Malcolm Reynolds. That's just heinous blasphemy. And may be stricken with Fournier's gangrene for even thinking it, you filthy mutter. No, maybe he could be cast as a cousin. Or illegitimate brother. Clyde Reynolds. Incidentally, look up Fournier's gangrene and tell me that is not the worst infection you could possibly get. Incidentally, incidentally, my second favorite space geek is Martin Luther King. You didn't see that one coming, did you? If you can believe it, he was a Trekkie. He's also the person that convinced Nichelle Nichols, a.k.a. Uhura, not to bag it after one season of the original Star Trek. Go ahead, look it up. I think the words that convinced her were, I have a dream that someday Lieutenant Uhura will climb the steps of Mount Slea and sit with the Vulcans in the Hall of Ancient Thought at a table of brotherhood. I've been to the New York Comic Con twice. Just because I went to the con, or call it the con, doesn't automatically write nerd on a piece of paper and slap it on my back. The con is a congregation of nerds, geeks, dorks, and dweebs. Now what made me a nerd is that amongst all the fanboy eye candy, which includes the scantily clad Scarlet Witches and Harley Quinns, providing window dressing for vendors, I go all gaga over Wacom's new Cintiq graphics pad, where they have a demo hooked up to a big screen. Let me tell you, I was a kid in a candy store. I stood in line three times to tap that pad. As I said, nerds do. Nerds are the ones that design the telescopes that get us closer to the stars, or engineer the rockets that get us to the planets. They will also be the ones that create photon torpedoes and blasters to take down alien warships that get in our way. Watch out. We're coming for you, Marvin the Martian. This is the way. For this reason, I do not condone Nerdist.com as true to the definition. There is no doing on that website. Plenty of great information on movies, television, video games, and some sci-tech but not of the how-to variety. This isn't the way of the nerd. A more appropriate name would be the geekest, or fanboyest, or even the dorkest. Sometimes nerd wiring and geek wiring get crossed up, like in Spaceballs, when Dark Helmet and Lone Star get their Schwartzes tangled. A good example would be nerd reactions to the movie Hackers. I've met many a hacker in my day, Socially, not in any 4chan cabal collaborating to backdoor Big Disney for early viewing of Marvel and Star Wars releases. You hear me, Department of Defense? I admit to nothing. Most real-life hackers admit that much of the tech in the movie Hackers is exaggerated or even fictional. They would probably agree the plot runs close to ridiculous as well. However, many of those keyboard cowboys love hackers, even listing it as their favorite hacker movie of all time. It's a cult film now, like The Big Lebowski, Tron, Fight Club, and apparently Mean Girls, or what I call one hour and 47 minutes of my life I cannot get back. I freely admit it, I love hackers. It has awesome actors like Johnny Lee Miller, Matthew Lillard, 
Angelina Jolie, and Fisher Stevens. There's great music from the likes of Prodigy and Orbital. The characters rollerblade through the streets of New York City, have handles like Crash Override, Acid Burn, Serial Killer, and The Plague. And were alt before alt was even a thing. That's right, a pixie-cut alt Angelina Jolie who rollerblades and has a liberal relationship with her shirt top. What's not to love? So you can easily geek out with hackers. But there is enough cybercrack in there to get the hacker nerd wondering, can I infiltrate a TV station and change the broadcast? How do I change the status of a person so that they are declared deceased? What would it take to change my grades? Or set off the high school sprinkler system to turn the hallways into a wet t-shirt contest? I'm thinking this is a wake-up call from the Nintendo generation. My electrons are getting switched on. I could go for some hackers right now. But I'll move on. Still, you gotta trust me. This is not the end of my personal cult obsession with hackers. I want to revisit my previous knock of the movie Mean Girls. And maybe walk it back a bit. Maybe. It never really occurred to me that Tina Fey wrote Mean Girls. Tina Fey is the living embodiment of Revenge of the Nerds. She made nerdy not only cool, but somehow sexy. Which I'm not sure if that has been accomplished in the entire history of humanity. We are now in an era of female nerd empowerment, with the likes of Kristen Bell, Karen Gillan, Felicia Day, Amy Poehler, Hermione, and even Velma from Scooby-Doo. Even Jack, hunky males, are coming out of the nerd closet, like Dungeon Master Vin Diesel, super nerd Henry Cavill, and anime junkie Michael B. Jordan. Tina Fey, or should I say, Elizabeth Stamatina Fey. She screams nerd right to the core. Just look at her husband. I will have to say this, however. Tina Fey has to continue rocking the glasses. Represent, girl. So, maybe Mean Girls deserves a second chance. Maybe. Even nerds can lay a rotten egg here and there. Can I say Microsoft Bob? There was some RAM failure, Mr. Gates. Speaking of Bill Gates, he offered up some very sound advice about nerds. He said, Be nice to nerds. Chances are you'll end up working for one. It's true. I do work for one. You would never know it. At work, she is formal, self-assured, and super confident, like Tony Robbins, only more determined. Think if Martha Stewart had a shrewder, more assertive sister working in the thankless world of mental health. She both instills confidence and fear in those around her. She also started a pop culture convention in a small, very conservative community and cosplayed as the mother from How to Train Your Dragon 2. How cool is that? It's because of her I can have my Chewbacca filter on during a virtual staff meeting. Speaking of Chewbacca, it's now time for a Star Wars bit. Because what's a nerdtastic podcast without a Star Wars bit? A pretty poor podcast, if you ask me. 
Do you remember when Luke enters the Dagobah cave, or cave of evil, in The Empire Strikes Back? Of course you do. I would be extremely disappointed if you didn't. In the same vein, I would be disappointed if you were a Patriots fan. In which case, you must battle the Rancor. Because the Patriots are the evil empire of professional football. (laughs) Oh, I got off topic. Which is very unlike me. Go Bills! Anyway, Luke comes face to face with Darth Vader, his worst fear, who then turns out to be a version of Luke. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. The Cave of Evil is a rite of passage for a wannabe Jedi. A nerd will go through his own rite of passage, much like Luke, facing his worst fear, himself. Nerds struggle with being different. But that individuality is what sets them apart. The best of us turn that into strength. Just look at Ryan Reynolds, one of the biggest, most successful nerds on the planet. Others, however, often battle ridicule, denunciation, or worse, conversion therapy. Not to go off script, because I never do that. I learned in Star Wars canon that a creature seeped in force energy called the Virgence lives in the Cave of Evil. It delights in showing people their worst fears, and has done so to Jedi for many centuries. Honestly, (laughs) that screams Bogart to me. Maybe Jedi should learn the ridiculous spell, and then Luke can just imagine Darth as a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah, I'm a Potter nerd too. Not a Potter geek, because I'm attempting to do Potter by writing my own Potterverse fiction. Not fanboy fiction, just fiction, to be clear. Did you ever play Asteroids? If not, get out. Just do it. Don't look back. You see that long road ahead of you? Just walk. I don't care how many dingoes, coyotes, varmints, vermin, miscreants, Ted Bundys, Al Bundys, or Weird Al's you come upon. You cannot come back. Do not pass go. Your aardvark pass has been revoked. For the rest of you, congratulations. You passed the first nerd test. Only 39 more to go to complete stage one. With that in mind, let's be clear. I don't want any Mikabazoo or three-day monks around here. Go ahead, look it up. Asteroids was one of the most profitable video games of the 1980s and really set the stage for gamer nerds. NASA recently was doing its own version of Asteroids. Did you see what I did there? The transition from a video game to my real story, NASA? One of my patented segues. If you are a true space nerd, or even a space geek, or what I like to call a rocket man, you must know that NASA kamikazed an asteroid. It was called DART, a double asteroid redirection test, for a pittance of 354 million. NASA smashed a space drone into an asteroid with the hope of redirecting its orbit around a larger asteroid. Essentially, they're trying to pull off the movie Armageddon, only without landing Bruce Willis and his fun bunch of oil drillers on the surface to give the meteor a nuclear suppository. Honestly, 
if this is actually used in the future to nudge a large meteor out of a collision course for our little blue marble in the vast ether, 354 million is peanuts. Think how much would be saved on homeowners insurance claims alone. Let's be honest. How cool would it be to smash something into an asteroid? Simply for the fun of smashing something. You don't even have to be a space nerd. Millions be damned. You know, I bet there are bazillionaires out there who would blow $350 million to torpedo an asteroid. Probably while listening to When Worlds Collide by Power Man 5000. This is what it's like when worlds collide! I think NASA would make a nice little payday. And Power Man 5000 can reap the royalties. It won't be long before NASA nerds are playing billiards in the asteroid belt. Johnson lines up 944 Hidalgo. He's had a good day pocketing both 12 Fortuna and 8 Iris into the Flora's territory. His probe is away. It looks good. And he connects dead center. 944 Hidalgo is on target for the outer edge of Coronas. Setting up Johnson for the win. Oh my god. 944 Hidalgo has collided with the Juno 13 probe. It is now spinning wide right into Hungarius. This spells disaster for Johnson and leaves this match wide open. What are the odds? About a billion and one, Todd. FYI, I just discovered that if you Google Dart spacecraft, a satellite-shaped clip art flies across your screen, appears to impact the center of the web page, and your Google window goes all crooked. Can you get more nerdy than Google humor? How about we finish up with a little versus game? You don't know what I'm talking about? You have much to learn, my young nerdawan. The versus game is the core of nerdum, as well as geekdom and dorkdom, but not so much with the dweebs. In its basic caveman form, it can be recognized as the who would win in a fight, but it goes beyond simple fisticuffs. Take, for example, Superman versus the Flash. You could ask who would win in a fight, but it's not much of a contest when Superman can just stick out his arm and clothesline the Flash in half. What would be more practical, because the versus game is nothing if not practical, is who would win in a race. The Flash, if you're curious. The who would win in a fight is most common, with classic examples such as Star Wars vs. Star Trek, DC vs. Marvel, Gandalf vs. Dumbledore, Bruce Lee vs. Chuck Norris, and the real housewives of Beverly Hills vs. Miami. In today's scenario, I'm going to pit Skynet from the Terminator movies versus the Machines of the Matrix. There are many message boards addressing this one, but let me first quote my daughter in response to Marwash22. Brah! He wrote, This thread is built on the flawed premise that Skynet would have any beef at all with the Matrix machines or vice versa. Seriously, Marwash? Do you even get the point of a hypothetical? This is not the way. Of the nerd. This is the way of the douche. Okay, so you can be a nerdy douche. <coughs> Elon Musk. 
Mm. Where was I? Oh, yes. Here's my take. Let's eliminate Skynet's ability to time travel, because that's just cheating. While I admire the tenacity of the Squiddies, I'm not sure if they would match up versus the sheer durability and firepower of Skynet. The original Arnold T-800 Terminators could probably do the job on their own, but add Robert Patrick's super cool T-1000, and I think you're pretty much toast. Let's not forget the hot Terminatrix TX, which would probably have the Squiddies howling like a dog with hearts bugging out of their eyes, and Kristana Loken informing the Squiddies, no means no, when they get all grabby. Add the Harvesters and the Hunter Killers, and it's game over, and T-5000 is teabagging Deuce X Machina. More interesting would be the Matrix AI versus the Skynet AI in a do-or-die chess match, and can either one of them beat Joshua from War Games? I think not. All said and done, whether machines, AI, or time travel, I fall back on my ultimate winner in every versus scenario. Doctor Who. I dare you to debate me on that one. And it leaves me in a geek nerd conundrum. Do I now watch Terminator, Matrix, War Games, or Doctor Who? <laughs> Just kidding. You know it's hackers. So that concludes my ramblings for today. Thank you for listening to Aardvark Avarice. Once again, let's recognize our sponsor, Going Postal. For those who are strapped and need help packing, please target our hard workers to help you with your shipping needs. Until next time, I'm Harry Belafonte saying be safe, be kind, enjoy the Manchego. Deo, deo, daylight come and me wanna go home. Nap, <laughs> nap,